In our first segment, we'll talk about Governor Governor Kathy Hochul's push to reverse New York's historic 2019 bail reform law with Akeem Browder, who knows in a very personal way why we can't go back to the past with our bail laws. We're also going to hear from the independents Ted Hamm about justice finally arriving in Brooklyn for a man who was wrongly convicted in a murder case and spent several years in prison for a crime he did not commit. And we'll talk inflation, unemployment, and the Federal Reserve's plan to increase interest rates starting this month with radical economist Patty Quick. But now, let's turn to our first segment. Another battle that is raging this week in Albany is over the future of bail reform and other criminal justice reforms that were passed in 2019. The story of the late Khalif Browder helped inspire the movement to dramatically reduce the use of cash bail for people charged with crime. In 2010, Khalif was thrown into Rikers for allegedly stealing a backpack at the age of 16. He refused to take a guilty plea and was held there for three years awaiting a trial. His case was eventually dismissed, but he was so traumatized by his experience at Rikers that he took his own life after he was released. His older brother, Akeem Browder, has committed his life to incarceration reform from Rikers to Albany. Akeem is the founder of the Khalif Browder Foundation, which operates a youth program in the penal colony. The foundation also helps to organize city and statewide campaigns for criminal justice reform and played a key role in winning a historic bail reform law in 2019. Akeem is here to talk to us about what Rikers is like today and what Governor Kathy Hochul's last minute plan to gut some of New York's landmark criminal justice reforms, which has taken over much of the budget talks in Albany. Akeem, welcome to WBAI. We're very honored to have you here with us. Hi, thanks for having me. Good afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we know you're busy. Thanks for being here. So we're going to jump right right into it. So Kathy Hochul's new 10-point public safety plan roll it's basically a rollback bail reform plan um well roll back bail reform will roll back um progress made in evidence discovery reform and raise the age so tell us what some of those protections mean and what it will mean if we lose some of the protections that have been won so thank you for uh, making sure that we don't only talk about bail as though that's the only thing that Kathy Hochul is doing. Raise mm-hmm. the age is also another thing that she is trying to take away, which is a bill that uh, we'll start off with just uh, what these bills are. Raise the age uh, was to ensure that uh, youth are considered youth and not adults. Uh, so the state of New York uh, was using uh, or was assessing youth uh, at the age of 16 to say that they are adults. And we fought. We taught New York, uh, New Yorkers, what uh, what it means to have that kind of uh, assessment uh, and to be looked at as an adult, even, uh, in, in, especially in a penal system. Uh, and so we fought that battle. We won that battle. And Kathy Hochul, who has never visited Rikers Island, who is not from our community and does not know what she's doing, because realistically, she was put into this position after our failed governor prior to her. Um, she was not voted in. So what she's trying to do right now, it sounds like, it seems like what she's trying to do is win over the the party that will fund her uh, and not think about communities. I think it's half, uh, half, half, uh, half-assed what she's doing, excuse my language, but um, she's not thinking about what, I'm sorry, uh, what bail uh, or, or evidence discovery uh, or even speedy trial um, would really do if you bring it back to these old policies. What it will do is create another caliph. Another scenario where it's still happening to this day, it's not like it actually stopped. 
she also is uh, is assisted in in, in her in her uh, agenda by the mayor. This mayor of New York now, uh, Eric Adams, he's an ex police officer, so he believes in what he's doing. I'm not knocking him. However, I am thinking he is not the person to actually speak on these issues. He talked about we need solitary confinement. What human being actually talks about needing solitary confinement? That's insane. These people are human beings. And on top of that, they are innocent until proven guilty. On top of all of that, we've had elected officials go to Rikers because New Yorkers and as well as people outside of New York believe that they ended solitary confinement. They also believe that we were going to end Rikers Island. Rikers Island is still in existence and they're looking at fixing the infrastructure, meaning they're not going to give it up. And then second, they did not end solitary confinement. I can tell you that the elected officials, Natalia Fernandez and AOC, along with a bunch of others, as well as Jemani Williams, has gone to Rikers and confirmed that they are still doing solitary confinement. And now that this mayor said we need solitary confinement, this tells me New York is in a, is going into a really bad situation. Sorry, right. And, and um, we have a clip here uh, that we're going to play in a sec, which is uh, Kathy Hochul speaking at a March 21st press conference defending her plan to roll back criminal justice reforms from three years ago. This is uh, Kathy Hochul. This is not the first time I've had the opportunity to negotiate and work with individuals. I know how to bring people together, and I'm going to continue meeting people where they are, listening to their concerns, and also knowing that I have also the safety of New Yorkers at stake, as well as protecting the rights of individuals who are accused of crimes. Uh, I will strike the right balance in, in what we're doing here, and I feel confident. So, Akeem Browder, uh, uh, do you feel like uh, Kathy Hochul is going to strike the right balance? And also, I understand you were up in Albany as recently as yesterday. What, what's the lay of the land there? What are you hearing and feeling on the ground? Well, one, I think uh, we have to realize that New York is, seem, is, is coming across as bipolar. Just as of 2019, passing a lot of these reforms, and it doesn't even get enacted until 2020, where then we go through a global crisis, and everyone at this point is in a, is in a manic state. However, you want to roll back reforms that are actually known and evidence-based to show that, we can, uh, that this is helpful to the communities. One, Kathy Hochul says that she is confident she can't be confident. If you're confident, then that means you've looked at the research, and the research shows that none of this is going to work. However, what she's saying really is, I'm confident that I'm going to gain the support of the investors that will put money into, uh, into my campaign so that I can get this election. She's not thinking about the people. If she did, she would visit some of these communities that she's going to be uh, supporting to get incarcerated. Mass incarceration never helps. And, and, you know, a phrase that's sort of uh, thrown around, not thrown around a lot, a phrase that is used often is, is that it's to honor Khalif when we're considering um, these measures that are taken towards or against um, a just way to look at criminal justice, if that's even possible. How, how can we do that? What would it mean to honor Khalif? And in, you know, in the imagination, what does that look like? You know, it, it, it's, it's, it a, it's, it's a shame to, uh, to Khalif, to me and my family, that Governor Hochul would undo these very modest gains uh, made in my brother's name, especially because of her efforts of uh, are purely political, a result of 
fear-mongering out in an outright lie by uh, the uh, NYPD prosecutors and politicians. And it's just a plan to, uh, that dis is disgraceful. Uh, at, at this time, we... I'm sorry, did my camera... Uh, yeah, at this time, I'm sorry. At, at this time, we're at a point where we need humanitarian efforts. We need hu people to realize that there are suffering going on. There's suffering going on and in, in the way of there's so many families that's disenfranchised. There's so many families that's put out because they couldn't afford, they couldn't keep their job. They have sicknesses. They've lost family members that were the, the breadwinners, so to speak, in their family. And now New Yorkers don't know what to do. There's no support coming by way of social services. There's people trying to, and, and that's trying to evict people at times like this. I mean, we need to start rehabilitating. We need to start being people-oriented and stop looking at giving billion-dollar plans, 10-point billion-dollar plans to stadiums, to stadiums, yeah. when realistically there are communities, there's families that are in need, but you would prioritize businesses as though these old businesses would ever give the money to the people. They don't. And it's, it's, it's proven so obviously she's a bad choice for anyone listening. She is a bad choice of a governor, but she's also a bad humanitarian. And for you to run a state, you have to have some kind of humanity. If not, the state could roll over on you. Right. And, and I also want to just note with these uh, reforms that were passed three years ago, how they can uh, work in tandem as well. Like, we haven't talked much about the discovery laws that were changed, but before 2019, New York had some of the very worst discovery laws of any state in the whole country. Prosecutors yes. could withhold evidence from uh, the defense attorneys until the day before trial. So it made it uh, one. It, it made it very difficult to, for defendants to even know what the evidence against them was, and, and to be able to mount any sort of effective defense before going on trial. And this would happen while they were being held for lengthy periods of time on cash bail. So they were in, a, in, in this uh, limbo of being stuck in Rikers for months or years and not even knowing what the evidence was against them. So um, I, I just wanted to make note of that. But also, just to pivot here a little bit, can you uh, tell us uh, what you're currently doing at Rikers Island and in, in the, in, in the program you're involved with? So I want to I wanna, uh, point out that, that that right there I have direct experience being on Rikers at least three days a week on Rikers with Youth Justice Network, m mentoring these youth, making sure they get. We have people, we have youth right now, 17 years old on Rikers Island that one have to deal with the trauma of being in a cell at this current temperature where the, the windows don't even uh, work, meaning it's stuck open. So these kids, I have to mentor during the day, but at night, they're staying up all night doing push-ups and pull-ups, putting their mattress on the windows so that they can stay warm because the wind is just pouring in. How do you make someone live like that? On top of that, the water is flowing outside of the toilet. And as the youth admit, their poop, where they poop, that same water is ending up on the floor. So what do you think this, this, this is not causing someone to come out of jail or prison in a healthy mindset? Uh, mindset? What we do in there, we advocate for them. We make sure we do court mitigation so that the judge knows these people deserve a second chance. And what we're going to do is put them in our program. We're giving them life skill lessons. We're giving them opportunities at jobs, OSHA training, 
um, and so on and so forth, resume building, interviewing skills, g- giving them things that help them in their day-to-day lives if they were given the second chance that they deserve. But we all know that the governor and the mayor is working together to make sure we fill the four jails that they already dedicated billions of dollars to building while also keeping Rikers open as an overflow jail. So our fun, our money is going to places that we don't actually as New Yorkers want. We fought for it to not be this way. And look, let's face it, gun violence in our communities is a serious national crisis. Now, the fact is, Every New Yorker has the right to feel safe and be safe. That means we have to reject fear-mongering and invest in community-oriented, evidence-based research. We cannot just keep on doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. That's the very definition of insanity. Right, right, Akeem. And um, we have plenty more questions for you, but we know you have to leave it here really quickly before we wrap This is a difficult topic for the public to engage with. Many are, but I think it's easy to turn a blind eye to the the real horrors, the death, the suicide that is actively happening on Rikers Island and and in the state and in other prison systems. So so how can people engage? How can we stay informed and uh, how can people support? and, And thanks for joining us. Thank you. And, you know, the Kali Prada Foundation, we're a not-for-profit organization. We work, we don't get government grants because we know how the government's going to use it. So what we ask people to do is understand, one, we have a free newsletter and we put out massive amounts of information, but that you can pinpoint and understand in a layman's point of view. We're not trying to talk technical or anything like that so that you could get confused and overwhelmed. We want to give it to you in bite-sized amounts so that we can educate you, so that you can make a better choice in putting better elected officials in office and also doing grass work, um, grassroots work. Please find us at the thekhalidbrotherfoundation.com. Please also support organizations that you know are in your community day-to-day, like Youth Justice Initiative, like, uh, um, I'm sorry, um, oh, wait. Also, please make sure you know where our money is going. Places um, that, that, are, that are getting these billion-dollar uh, 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 contracts, like Exodus Transitional Services, and then we find out women are being sexually abused. This, mm-hmm. this is why we have these problems. Companies are continuously getting these billion-dollar, million-dollar contracts, and yet they're doing nothing for our community, taking our money and running, depleting us as New Yorkers. Well, Akeem Browder, thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us. Thank you for coming back to WBAI with us and we'll talk to you again. Have a good rest of your day. All right. That was Akeem Browder of the Akeem Browder found of the Khalif Browder Foundation, brother of the late Khalif Browder. So if you want to read in more detail, Governor Kathy Hochul's 10 point plan, which the press actually leaked last week, you can go to the Gothamist, Gothamist newspaper in New York City, and go to Governor Kathy Hochul's 10-point public safety plan explained and read it all for yourself. Uh, one of those measures is going to be to bring back bail for repeat offenses. So we're going to go do a quick music break, and uh, we'll be back.
trapped in this prison of seclusion. Happiness living on the streets is a delusion. Even a smooth criminal one day must get caught. Shot up a shot down with the bullet that he bought. Nine millimeter kicking, thinking about what the streets do to me. Cause they never talk peace in the black community. All we know is violence. Do the job in silence. Officer went in over the years. I've done a lot of growing up. Get drunk, throwing up, cuffed up. Then I said I had enough. There must be another route way out to money and fame. I changed my name, played a different game. Tired of being trapped in this business cycle. If one more copper asses me, I just might go psycho. And when I get him, I hit him with a bum rush. Only a lunatic would like to see a score crush. Yo, if you're smart, you really let me go cheap. But keep me cooped up in this ghetto and catch the Uzi. They got me trapped. Uh-huh, they can't keep the black man down. They got me trapped. 